This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Noon Business Hour. For Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. Looking for signs that the stock market is bottomed, and we'll cover that in our next segment. But first, today's Supreme Court ruling on abortion will have major implications across the U.S. and here in Illinois. And to talk about that, we're joined by Greg Hines, the columnist for Crane's Chicago Business. So, Greg, for those who may not be totally familiar with what the situation on abortion is here in Illinois and what this ruling might mean for Illinois, explain that. What does this ruling mean for the state of Illinois, if anything? Well, what it means for all of us is that uh, uh, until the situation clears out, what rights you have are going to depend on where you live. That's really the bottom line. And not only... uh, not only on abortion, but potentially on related issues that uh, some of the court members indicated that they want to get to in a hurry, like contraception, uh, same-sex marriage, sodomy laws, uh, being able to use morning after pill or an IUD. All those are put not on the table yet, but they could be quite soon. In Illinois, uh, we, have, uh, we have relatively liberal laws on all those, and uh, the governor today called a special session uh, to uh, make those laws even <clears throat> even clearer than they are. But uh, this is now real to the American public and the voters in a way it hasn't been. All this discussion in the last 25 years has been kind of theoretical. It's not going to land everybody's lap. I mean, if you have a, if you have a college daughter who's going to live in a different state, uh, if you get a job offer in a different state, um, how is this going to impact you? Uh, uh, this, is, this is going to become a very dominant issue. It's kind of a new civil war of sorts, uh, only this one uh, based not on slavery but on cultural issues. And you don't have to go far to see the differences in the effects of this ruling because literally you just have to drive north of the Wisconsin line or over to the Indiana line and things when regarding this ruling are very, very different in what it means. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, consider if, if uh, you have a, a college daughter uh, who uh, wants to think maybe she wants to go to IU uh, in Bloomington, maybe she wants to go to the University of Wisconsin up in Madison, and uh, and uh, she's doing what uh, a lot of kid, college kids do. She's experimenting, and she'd, she'd like to get the, the prescription for morning after pill, so she better get it here, uh, because there you may not, not be able to do it soon. Uh, similarly, if, if you have a gay couple that lives here in the city of Chicago and one of them gets a job offer uh, in a different state uh, that uh, that doesn't like gay marriage and if the, the Supreme Court gives them the go-ahead to abolish it, we'll do so in about 10 seconds. What do you do? Uh, this stuff is no longer theoretical. It's no longer something that might happen. It's something that's right there. Greg, I have to ask because, you know, those of us who've been covering the news for some time, did you expect this day would ever come, or did you think that maybe someday it would, or you know, maybe a couple of years ago, did you think this day was even possible? 
when when Donald Trump remade the U.S. Supreme Court in his image, uh, getting three nominees in a hurry, in part because uh, Mitch McConnell, Republican leader, would not allow Barack Obama, who was the president, to uh, even get a hearing on his nominee for an entire year uh, when there was a vacancy. That signaled that something was coming. Uh, the practical political reality here is that conservatives and people who want to restrict abortion have have tended to vote with their feet in recent years. They've been much stronger on this, uh, and, they, and that means they have had much better luck in electing uh, lawmakers who will do what they want and vote the way and create the, the bills and legislation they want. Uh, but the polls show that that's not majority of Americans. We'll now see. Uh, is the other side of the equation going to get all wound up? Are they going to demand that uh, that uh, that these laws not be uh, enforced in their areas, uh, that uh, that abortion rights and other rights continue? We'll find out. All I know is it's going to be a lot of screaming and yelling, and it's going to be really nasty. That's Greg Hines with Crane Chicago Business. Always great to get your perspective, especially on a day where there's such a historic headline, the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. Well, let's find out uh, a little bit more about that whole thing where we meet a man who turned his love of comic books into a thriving business. And again, we welcome to the Noon Business Hour, Vincent Zerzullo, the COO of Metropolis Collectibles, the world's largest dealership of vintage comics. So I'll ask you again, Vincent, how'd you do it? How'd you turn something you love into a thriving business? Well, Jim, thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be on the radio with you today. I loved, loved comic books since I was a little boy. And when I was around 15 years old, I started buying and selling comic books with people that were from the neighborhood. I grew up in, in Rockaway Beach, Queens, in New York. And all over, friends of mine that I met in high school, they would say, hey, my uncle has a collection. And I'd go over there and I'd buy their comic books. Did it all through college. When I graduated from St. John's University in 1993, I was actually selling comic books on the streets of Manhattan. I would set up two card tables with eight boxes of books on Broadway between John and Maiden, and all the people from Wall Street would come on walking by, and they'd buy comic books from me. Built up my business from there six short years later. I merged companies with my partner, Stephen Fischler, and we are the world's largest dealership for vintage comics, metropoliscomics.com. I've loved comic books since I was a little boy again, and this is just like a dream come true for me. So what, what you say sounds great in retrospect, but what was it that you had to figure out you know, looking forward to figure out that this is what you needed to do, because we could all sit there and go, well, yeah, that makes sense. That's how I'd make money, too. But it's well, not that easy, is it? Well, no, it's not. And I can tell you, it's not, not, not that easy making the money, but it's also not easy in social settings. When you tell somebody back then that you were a comic book dealer, they go, no, what's your real job? <laughs> so especially trying to talk to a girl back then, no, they just walk away. But nowadays, it's very popular. So what, what it took for me was trying to figure out how do I compete against other uh, businessmen in our business who have a much longer track record, more money, more knowledge, more everything. What could I do to beat them? So what I did is I looked at what they were lacking in. And what they were lacking was customer service. So I thought, let me build my business off of that. If I make people happy, they're going to keep coming back to me. So I based a lot of what I did on what I learned from my father and mother. There were, my mother was a consummate hostess in our home. My father owned a restaurant, was a chef. And he would come out and greet the patrons who were in his restaurant and always extremely cordial and caring. And so what I did is I just put that and transposed it into the comic book business. And it had it has worked very well for me. So that's what I would advise anybody out there. Look at what your competition does well and look what they don't do well and try to 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 uh, compete in that respect. 
That's Vincent Zerzullo, who is the COO of Metropolis Collectibles, the world's largest dealership of vintage comics. You can check out his website at metropoliscomics.com. Entrepreneur Friday, presented by finishingchicago.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Jim Goodis in for Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. An historic decision from the Supreme Court today. Just ahead, a special report from CBS News on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Mayor Lightfoot and Governor Pritzker are speaking out about today's landmark ruling, and we'll tell you what that means for Illinois. Markets are higher at this hour. Details on what's driving the rally today. And on Entrepreneur Friday, we will tell you about the special opportunity for females and minorities making an impact in the business world. Right now on Wall Street, the Dow is up 656 points, the S&P 500 up 91, and the Nasdaq's up 271 points. We're expecting a few high clouds, but otherwise sunny skies today as we head up to a high of 92 for tonight, partly cloudy, with a low of 71. Tomorrow, we'll have sunny clouds to start, but we could see thunderstorms, especially in the afternoon and evening, with tomorrow's high near 90. Right now, it's partly sunny and 86 at O'Hare at 1231. CBS News Special Report. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. The Supreme Court ruled there is no longer a federal constitutional right to an abortion. President Biden called it a sad day for the court and for the country. Now, with Roe gone, let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk. Eric Scheidler with the Pro-Life Action League. I'm just over the moon. My father, Joe Scheidler, fought for nearly 50 years for this day by continually keeping the abortion issue right front and center before the American people. And I think that's a large part of why we got to this day. Sue Dunlap says her organization will continue to focus on... Here at Planned Parenthood Los Angeles, what we are first is a health care provider. And so the number one thing on my mind is how are we going to take care of the women and people and families who turn to us. Abortion rights going forward will be determined by the states. CBS News Special Report. I'm Stacey Lynn. Local reaction includes Mayor Lightfoot. We will not let you take away our rights under any circumstances. These rights are hard fought. These rights are in the spirit of who we are as Americans. We're not going to go back to a day when women do not have bodily autonomy. We're not going to go back to a day where interracial marriage is vilified. We will not go back to a day when gay men and in, in loving um, each other is treated as criminal act, and we will not retreat from same-gender marriage. We're not going backwards. Governor Pritzker. And for all the women whose fundamental rights have been taken away today, we stand with you. 
we will raise our voices, we will open our arms to help you, and we will protect your rights. We'll have much more on the Supreme Court decision regarding abortion rights throughout the day here on News Radio WBBM, including the next special report from CBS News coming up at 12.50. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. On Wall Street today, it's been an up day, and let's find out why as we check in with Chuck Carlson, the CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter in Hammond and author of the book Winning with the Dow's Losers. So, Chuck, what's happening on Wall Street today? Well, we're seeing a continuation of the rally this week following just an awful week that we had last week. So the market was due for a bounce. We're getting that bounce this week. I think today what has been especially helpful for the market was the the FedEx earnings where they gave fairly upbeat guidance that was better than expected and and their business was was not as bad as was expected. So, you know, that's a very economically sensitive stock in a very economically sensitive uh, index, the Dow Jones Transportation Average. And the fact that that had pretty good news, I think, is, is emboldening people that perhaps and again, this might be a bit premature on the market's part, but perhaps, uh, you know, uh, the, an economic downturn, you know, may not be as severe as people were were, were uh, worried about. So, Chuck, that is some of the thing, I guess, that is uh, driving the markets today. Uh, somebody said that uh, people were anxious on the street for any kind of positive news and uh, may have been a bit too anxious for it. Uh, is this any reflection of that, that maybe people were just so hungry for Something that uh, showed at least, uh, if not uh, good news, maybe less severe news that they were just ready to jump on it? Well, the, certainly people were ready for any good news, or, or they were welcoming any good news, and the FedEx earnings was that. Uh, you know, again, when you get rallies like this after significantly oversold markets, part of what drives the rally is is not just maybe a sliver of good news, but also uh, investors coming in and covering their short positions. So that's why you get kind of these burst rallies that we have seen here for much of the last four or five months. Unfortunately, these rallies have not been sustained for any significant period of time, and we'll have to see if, if this one uh, becomes the exception and does, in fact, continue for the next few weeks. Uh, I, I kind of, I hope it does. I'm, I'm still a little dubious that that, um, you know, we have seen the bottom in this market. So it'll be interesting to see if we can have carry through on this over the next few weeks. That's Chuck Carlson, the CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter out of Hammond. He's also author of the book Winning with the Dow's Losers. Up next on Entrepreneur Friday, nominations for the 2022 Chicago Innovation Awards are underway. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday on the Noon Business Hour, and nominations are currently open for this year's Chicago Innovation Awards, as well as a special opportunity for female and minority entrepreneurs. And to talk about it, Luke Tannen, the president and CEO of Chicago Innovation. So, Luke, the Chicago Innovation Awards are always a great thing as we look at the future and great ideas that are coming up. This year, though, it sounds like it's even more special. Yes. Well, you know, it's our 21st annual Chicago Innovation Awards. And now more than ever before, we need to celebrate innovators. And so organizations, large and small, across all industries, for-profit and nonprofit, high-tech, low-tech, and no-tech, 
They can all nominate their new products and services this year for the Chicago Innovation Awards. The deadline is July 29th, and the winners will be celebrated at the Chicago Innovation Awards ceremony in November. They'll be invited to ring the NASDAQ bell in New York City, which is some great exposure, and they get to meet with the mayor, governor, and Cook County president and, and get covered in local and national media. And, you know, the impact of our past 350-plus Chicago Innovation Award winners is truly just astounding, and it's really what makes this city so great. And out of these winners, 98% are still in business, and 66 have been acquired for exit values that now exceed $118 billion. And, you know, the other thing that's amazing is the breadth of innovation that we see that also is very unique to Chicago. And so we've had Chicago Innovation Award winners that are high-tech, high-growth companies like an SMS Assist, which creates a technology platform that, that's uh, really changed facilities and property management to, you know, food industry innovators, lots of food in innovation strengths in Chicago, like a farmer's fridge, which is created and scaled healthy food vending machines. Then you've got financial service firms like Halo Investing, which helps everyday people access uh, investing opportunities that were previously only available to large investors. You know, Chicago's got a great history in manufacturing. There's companies, you know, just outside the city like Molex, which makes tiny connector components that's used in over 100,000 products across the world. And then just one last thing I'll mention, too, is, you know, the healthcare uh, industry is also really strong here in Chicago. So you've got companies like Horizon Therapeutics is a former winner. They make life-saving treatments for rare diseases that others in healthcare typically overlook. So, you know, all in all, you can see Chicago has innovation strength and successes that run the gamut. And this is what the Chicago Innovation Award celebrates each year. And let's talk more about that special opportunity for female and minority entrepreneurs. Yeah, so, you know, our vision statement is innovation is for everyone. So we do a lot to really support all kinds of innovators. And, you know, something new we're doing this year, it's in partnership with the Chicago Cubs and Wintrust. And so Chicago Innovation is co-hosting the Wintrust Business Spotlight. It is a new pitch competition for female and minority entrepreneurs. And applications are currently live. They're open from now until July 15th. Six finalists will be chosen to pitch their companies to Cubs, Wintrust, and Chicago Innovation executives at Wrigley Field. And one winner will get promotion from the Cubs at Wrigley Field. They'll get the opportunity to throw out the first pitch, which I personally think is really cool, along with mentoring and educational opportunities to help take their startup to the next level. So if you're a female or a minority entrepreneur or you know one, um, now is a great opportunity to take part in this, this new pitch competition and get some great exposure and, and ways to help uh, take your business to the next level. So, Luke, what makes the second city number one in innovation? You know, it's a, a few things. One, it's the breadth of innovation. It's just the uh, amazing array of industries that we see. Um, the other, which I just think is so cool, is just the spirit and camaraderie that you see in Chicago's community of innovators and entrepreneurs. Everyone is rooting for each other. So, so we don't think it's the second city. We don't think it's, it's the second to anyone. We think we're number one when it comes to really just having such a welcoming environment uh, for innovators that cuts across all industries and, and also all types of people. You know, recently a report was issued stating that Chicago has the uh, highest concentration of female entrepreneurs in the country. More minority entrepreneurs are getting investment in Chicago than ever before. So it's that, it's that diversity, that focus on inclusion that's unique to Chicago that I think makes the city really stand out. That's Luke Tannen, the president and CEO of Chicago Innovation. And you can check out all that great stuff at chicagoinnovation.com. Still to come, a look at housing and the economy. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 
One of our longtime guests, economist Richard DeKaiser, is retiring today. He's been with us on the WBBM Noon Business Hour since the very beginning. So joining us with his final take on the U.S. economy is Richard DeKaiser, our chief corporate economist, at least for now, at Wells Fargo in Washington. So first of all, Richard, congratulations. And uh, I'm sure it's wonderful news for you, but as you... Give us your final take on the U.S. economy. Let's talk first about just a snapshot of what we're looking at now and what are you expecting as we move forward? Uh, it's been a fabulous 10 years at Wells Fargo, but uh, I'll probably reemerge somewhere in some form in some fashion. Um, regardless, the outlook on the economy is um, uh, its kind of dark, to be honest. Uh, we're experiencing a slowdown now. We're in a slowdown. This is no longer a forecast. It's something we're experiencing. GDP declined in the first quarter of this year, and it's basically flat in the second. So uh, we are moving already at a snail's pace. And that's before the interest rate hikes that the Federal Reserve is determined to implement take hold. Uh, why is this all happening? Well, of course, because inflation is unacceptably high. You know, we got a reading today from the University of Michigan on inflation expectations and consumer sentiment. Consumer sentiment hit the lowest level ever recorded, ever. This goes back to the 1970s. And when you think about it, you know, uh, home prices are up 20% in the past year. The unemployment rate's 3.7%. Uh, to see confidence so low uh, clearly points to the weight of the inflation experience that people are struggling with. So uh, policymakers have determined that that's the priority, and they're going to raise interest rates until they get inflation wrung out of the system. And the way that that happens, uh, sadly, is for the economy to slow and unemployment to rise. So uh, that is, uh, I think, where we're heading over the course of the next year. Uh, keep in mind, uh, this is no repeat of the COVID scenario or even the Great Recession of the 19th, uh, 2007 to 2009. It's more like a tap on the brakes than a, a hammer blow to the economy. So uh, even though it's uh, a slowdown, maybe even a modest decline, um, it's not likely to be severe and it's not likely to be long. Well, Richard, first of all, I'm glad to hear that you're probably going to pop up somewhere down the road. We're not hearing the last of you. And hopefully one of those places that you'll pop up will be on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. But on behalf of everyone with the Noon Business Hour, we, 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 we want to thank you. You have been here since the very beginning and, and your uh, words of wisdom and observations and such have been invaluable to our listeners. And again, we just want to say thank you. And uh, I'm hoping, at least personally, that uh, this is not the last time that we hear you on the Noon Business Hour. But we congratulate you on your retirement and wish you nothing but the best. And again, thanks for so many years of wonderful contributions to our program. Uh, thank you for the kind words. It's been great. I've enjoyed the show. And uh, I wish you all the best. Richard DeKaiser, the chief corporate economist at Wells Fargo in Washington. Again, he's retiring today, but don't worry. He says he'll be around. We will not be uh, missing him, hopefully not for too long anyway. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works online and with the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.